0: You're listening to the Inspire Excellence Podcast, recorded at the BVA headquarters with your hosts, Troy McLean and Tommy Alquist. Each episode is focused on shedding new light on different perspectives to create dialogue that inspires excellence. Hey everybody, this is Troy McLean with Tommy Alquist, coming to you virtually with the Inspire Excellence Podcast episode during the coronavirus and the outbreak. There's so much information that we want to share, so today we have a special guest, Mr. Jason Combs. Jason, welcome to the Inspire Excellence Podcast.
1: Hey, thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Let me get the ground rules. Right now, there is so much information that is needed to be delivered out there, and there's so much misinformation. What we're trying to do, Tommy, myself, and the Inspire Og- uh, Podcast series is deliver the correct information in real time from true, authentic experts. And that's why Tommy said, we got to have Jason on board.
2: Yeah, Jason, give us, I- I've known you for years, um, Jason, Listen, in addition to being one of the best dudes I've ever seen in my own personal life, Jason, I've had a couple of crises with with really, really good friends. My first call was to you. And, and I, I'm not I'm not saying this, you know, you have say you've saved their lives in a time of crisis. So we yeah. wanted to have you on. You bring a calm, you bring a reassurance and, you know, the resources that are out there for folks. So can you give us a little bit of your background and just tell us a little bit about what you do full time? And then we'll get into some of the really, really important questions that we want to get out there today.
1: Absolutely. Uh, by way of introduction, uh, I am the founder and CEO of Brick House Recovery. Uh, primarily, we focus on substance use disorder, mm-hmm. treatment, um, higher levels of care right underneath residential treatment. Uh, we obviously face um, a lot of cases that have the co-occurring Disorders like anxiety, depression, um, ADHD, PTSD, and so you know my history being a provider and a person in long-term recovery. um, I I think right now more than ever is it's it's all right at the surface, and and so I think it's timely to kind of simplify things for people and and remind them of the solution and ways to walk through each day and that's some of the some of the training we get in recovery is is one day at a time and that applies right now for everybody
0: jason let let me first of all ask you and share with you my mom's a three-time recovering drug addict Uh, off of hard drugs her moment of clarity was november 26th eight years ago this november uh and we're very excited to celebrate that uh so at, at, and for those that don't understand or hear what i'm saying the moment of clarity is when you kind of come to that uh, effective uh notice in your own life that there's something wrong and you've really hit bottom uh actually tommy you probably don't even know this uh, the moment of clarity came my mother flatlined uh in st luke's emergency uh hospital where she decided to cut open and she's very public about this now she runs uh, the merdian chapter for na she works uh, as one of the leaders and she's a, a, just a huge advocate. So I'm not sharing anything that she wouldn't share, but what my mother decided to do was cut open a fentanyl patch that goes on your back and, and suck on it uh, and ended up swallowing it and dislodging it in her throat and got a huge hit of fentanyl and uh, ultimately uh, overdosed and flatlined and uh, literally brought her back to life. And so the reason I share that is in this time of need, before the coronavirus, Guys like you are saints to help people come to that road of recovery. However, now during the coronavirus, even my mother, who I believe is as strong as ever, still needs to know that there is a path and it's okay to be weak in the, this moment of crisis, but there are new areas, and new focus to go to. Can you speak to that a little bit?
1: Absolutely. D- during this time, I honestly believe that this can be an opportunity for, for people in recovery, uh, where it's our finest hour. And what I mean by that is, um, in order for us, and I'm speaking as a person in recovery, not just from a treatment provider standpoint, but as a person in recovery, uh, our daily habits and actions, um, are required for us to stay emotionally sober, and when you're emotionally sober, it's much easier to stay clean, and yeah. and, uh, and that's the biggest key. And so we we lean on each other. We look for opportunities to serve pre or during the coronavirus. I mean, this mm-hmm. is this is our way of life. It's like Tommy mentioned. I mean, it's it's a, an honor and a privilege every time. I get an opportunity to help illuminate a path for someone to the joy that i have found from the darkness of addiction and um i i was involved in utah's largest oxycontin drug ring about 15 years ago and after the doctor was taken down by the uh, feds I faced multiple felonies and misdemeanors, and because I couldn't stay sober, I wound up homeless and I wound up uh, overdosing as well, like you described. Your mother went through mm. on opiates, <laughs> was brought back to life, and went through uh, a year of jail and multiple rehabs. And so, coming from coming from that space, out of it every single day, even when the economy is looking really good stocks are up and uh, it's relatively peaceful in the world that uh, that reliance on daily habits for mental wellness and emotional sobriety is vital because the the moment I get into a space where I think I got this and I don't have to uh, act I don't have to um, work on my mental health. That's the moment that complacency creeps in and my pride creeps in. And I think that I can yeah. um, have a drink again and that's insanity. And, and so we, this is why I think d- to your, your point, I think it can be our finest hour as a society, whether in your recovery yeah. or not, it's just applying these principles of getting out of ourselves and reaching out a hand. and looking for the helpers and
0: habit is yet yeah, habit is everything during this corona outbreak and especially more for establishing and maintaining those positive habits as a uh as a sibling of or, or of uh or excuse me as a son of someone who's gone through addiction You also recognize that we have to be there to support, and the guidelines that I'm hearing you saying, and the guidelines that I that Tommy even you can speak to is routines everything. So, my mother has learned to do a couple things inspect what she expects, and have us inspect what we expect out of her. So, she asks us as a family, Inspect me, check up on me, how am I doing? But she also inspects what she expects from others. And adopting a- a- addiction, in my opinion, is a lifelong thing. And addiction, in my opinion, is... My mother just switched addictions from the, the devil drugs of the opioids and the, and the benzodiazepines into the harder drugs to the addiction of serving others and finding a routine of giving back. She found purpose in service. And her addiction of purpose and service is being fulfilled right now, like she is, making sure she's checking up on people, going through her routine. I'm going to long wind this a little bit because Tommy talks about this too. And Tommy, I'm going to throw it to you. I know you've shared this over and over again, but if you can, I think it's super relevant, especially for those with mental illness, especially for those in addiction during the coronavirus. Tommy, talk about when do you give service? When you feel you need something. You talk this story about it. the most important time is to give service when you're the when you need it the most.
2: Yeah, it's it's the heart. So, Jason, I want to get back. To, I want to make sure I ask you another question. But what Troy is saying, and I, I do believe this is for everyone. And I know this is one of the principles you teach, Jason, is even in your time when you may be at the lowest point for you. Oftentimes, the way out of that, and people sometimes don't want to hear this, is that's what I want. It's all about me. I, inward arrows, right? I'm depressed. I'm being affected. I'm hurting. I'm, you know, I'm. Everything is arrows in, which is the way the way I like thinking about it. And and if you can get them to turn arrows out and say, okay, you may be feeling all these things, but the answer to your 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 spirit and your mood and your ability to get through this is by you looking at others and who can I go help? Who can I serve? Who can I who can i take care of. So that's exactly what Troy's brought up. Now, for the expert who's on with us, those are principles that we use all the time and I know you use them, Jason to try to help people through their problems. So whether you're whether you suffer from depression and anxiety all the time or whether you have an addiction, whether you're you're in recovery, living life arrows out is important. Now, all of a sudden, we have coronavirus. We are locked down at home. We uh, we for many people that may be potentially victims of abuse, whether that be uh, verbal abuse or physical abuse or um, emotional abuse at home or child abuse, think of all the situations. There are a lot of people that also may be feeling trapped in their confines of their own home right now. I really want you to teach us now, and and this is what we'll highlight on the podcast, what, what should people be doing in this new normal to live life arrows out, one. Great question. And then two, what are the resources that you still can go get help with? Uh, that would be very helpful for us. Yeah, and and
1: there there is so much to say, uh, especially when I <laughs> tap into that passion. Of so please, like you know, guide me when it's when it's time to pivot and go to another question. But I I will just say that um, as it was mentioned, habits um, will walk us through each and every day. The uh, I was just in a group this morning with uh, my Idaho Falls clients and there was about 15 or 20 of us um, on a zoom meeting and uh, about 60, 65% of them, I did a little poll and survey and, and 65% of them, their biggest struggle right now is anxiety, uncertainty and procrastination. It's interesting mm-hmm. how fear and anxiety will, um, flare up, what we call them, character defects. So they'll flare up other symptoms. A lot of people are getting angry, um, and they're becoming impatient, and they're pointing fingers at others. And so that is uh, that is what we addressed today in group. And the the principle of surrender applies here. And, and I don't know that the listeners right now aren't necessarily seeking. Uh, substance use disorder treatment, but the like I said, the principle applies is how yeah. how do you work through fear, and how do you work through uncertainty? You know, yesterday, mm. not only did we go through, not only are we in a pandemic, but we're seeing earthquakes, and we're seeing, um, you know, my neighbors woke up and their daughter was was dead. Like, oh God! No, nothing, nothing just died in her sleep. Like there are things that people are facing right now all at once. Mm -hmm. It can freak everybody out. And so this process, when you ask how do we, how do we work through it? Um, Yes. Getting out of ourselves and looking to others. How can we help? Yes. The best coping uh, method I know of to get out of my own anxiety and my own selfishness. Um, The second Process is this process to surrender, and and how do you how do you surrender a situation that um, is out of your control? Well, f- first of all, you got to identify what can you control and what can't you control, and stop trying to control the things that you can't, and then making friends with the worst case scenario. A lot of people are afraid of losing their jobs right now. A lot of can,
0: people- can I stop you uh, just for a second? I just want to yeah. take literally. I want to take notes. You said making friends with the worst case scenario is probably the best thing I've literally heard all week. It, it, can you expand just on that as I'm taking some notes?
1: Well, you, you think about the fear that you have in relation to a, a given situation. And it might be in this case, fear of not being able to make ends meet because you're out of a job. Um, caused by the by the pandemic um, the very fear that we feel is exactly what's going to manifest in our in our lives because we show up to the world with a scarcity mentality and we don't have enough and we're irritable restless and discontent and what ultimately happens is we begin to um, create distance between us and and what we desire and so the idea of making friends with your worst case scenario is getting to a space where you can go through the emotions and the process of in the event that i do lose my in the event that i lose my home or i have to downsize or if i have to close my doors of my business can i make it through am i strong enough to make it through this with my wife and my kids. Yes. And is that enough? Is that what I ultimately need to keep moving? Or if I lose my kid, like can I muster up enough strength to walk through that? And then you release, you release that fear so that you can begin to operate in a space of faith or in a space of, calm and a space of confidence and choosing to have an abundance mentality. That's what I love about this podcast is it's inspiring, it's excellent, it's abundance, it's prosperity. It's, there is enough. There is a solution. Even in the midst of calamity, there is a vein, a current of power that's flowing through our lives that cares and loves and is enough and will pick us up in that current and guide us through. And our job as Illuminators is to just illuminate.
0: Oh, that illuminators.
1: For others, so they can tap into it.
0: Jason, I'll, this is so needed in today's unit of time. You've brought up a few things. We had, uh, literally we had an earthquake yesterday. We're in the middle of a global pandemic, but making friends with your worst scenario Let's make friends with the best scenario. Let's be illuminators. Tommy is an illuminator. You're an illuminator. I'm an illuminator. My my mother also uses this one that I so graciously shared with her as well. And I said, Mom, I only want you to go as far as you can see, and then we'll go further. I don't want you to look at the worst. I remember our first day, I went to every single NA meeting with her from the very first day. And we had people stand up and they said, Hey, I'm two years sober. We had someone stand up and say, Hey, I'm I, I'm um, one year clean. I stood up and said, Will someone please tell me that they're 30 days clean or less? Because my mom can't see two years today. She just needs, and some guy stood up and said, I'm 41 days. I go, Mom, right there. You just need to make it 41 days mm-hmm. in today's environment. What you're saying to us right now from Brick House. From your own experience, what I am resonating just so deeply with is you're saying, let's go as far as we can see, and then we'll go further. Right now, we only need to go 21 days. That's it. We'll deal with it later.
2: And, and, and Jason, I'm going to listen. I've, I've heard what you just described, that principle many, many times, but I think that was probably one of the most eloquent ways that I've heard it described. And so thank you for that. I do think that even people listening this to this today, no matter where you are in your life, no matter how stable you think you are, there are things or aspects of your life which are very uncertain right now. And that uncertainty causes the anxiety. And as I've had friends call me, and I've had a lot of calls and texts from people saying, what would you do? What did you do last time? You went through the recession last time. What did you do? I'm freaking out. Help me out. And I think what you just said is, and I've told people, pull out a piece of paper And you have got to figure out a way through the darkness. And and the analogy I use is I've been on this trail a whole bunch of times, but up in North Idaho, uh, there's the Hiawatha trails where you go through those giant long tunnels on on a bike. And and the principle that as dark as it is in one of those tunnels, and it is pitch dark because they're you know a mile plus long and you're on a mountain bike, I love the the analogy with my kids of you flip your light on and light always chases away darkness, one beam of light. But but for for, it's a great visual for people to realize you may be feeling all the darkness in the world, whatever the problems may be, and it may be pitch dark to where you do not see in front of your face, but you you throw that beam of light out, throw that beam of light out and you walk and you go as far as you can with that beam of light. And that's what you try to get on the paper. So if your business is failing, then you need to come down, destroy your point. What's your 21 day? Where's your beam of light for 21 days? How am I gonna get through the next three weeks? How am I gonna go tap into the stimulus money? How am I gonna go get mentors that can help me that have done this before? How am I gonna communicate with my employees? But you only need to get out to 21 days and then let that beam of light keep casting its way out. And pretty soon, here's the last part of the analogy and then I'll get back to you. As you walk down that pathway with that beam of light, at some point, you will see the light coming back down to you. Mm -hmm. There will be a light. That's a magical moment for people, Jason. That's brilliant. At the first part, you have to cast your own beam of light to survive. And then you will find a time, anyone that's going through darkness, where you actually see the light at the end of the tunnel. And then it becomes a little easier because now you're saying, whoo, there it is. And now if I could just keep on this pathway to the light at the end of the tunnel, I'm going to get through. But it's really hard initially to to cast those first beams of light. And I love how eloquently you just described that to us. Tell us a little bit more now on resources. If if someone's out there today listening to this and they have a loved one or a family member or a neighbor who they know is struggling, and and I've used this term today, we should have called this physical distancing. We didn't. We called it social distancing. Uh, What was was prescribed by our government and by our healthcare professionals was physical distancing. Somehow we called it social distancing. Um, we don't need social distancing. We need to be safe and we need to flatten the curve, but we, we need to be more social than ever in this new environment. So what are the tricks and tips or resources out there to help us be more socially interactive while we're physically distant?
0: And let me just, uh, Tommy, I just want to comment on that uh, with Jason and me and everybody listening. And what, what you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's physical distancing, not social distancing. People are taking that as we've we've taken away society. No, we just need you to be physically safe. That is a brilliant comment, by the way. Thanks so much for that, Jason. Uh, Tommy threw you some questions, and I interjected. So, go ahead.
1: Uh, I I uh, absolutely loved the uh, <laughs> the perspective, Tommy. You you can't light someone else's path. Without better lighting your own. And that is uh, something I've heard said before uh, by one of my friends. You and have to light your own. As employers, you know, one of, one of my other uh, friends is an entrepreneur. He's he's paying his employees an hour a day to go do self care, whether that's go on oh, a walk, right. dog, or. Um, to write a letter to a parent or talk on the phone with a parent or w- whatever it might be. And I think things like that really are uh, the innovative type of solution during this time. So, solutions right now, um, a lot of us in the professional space that are doing behavioral or mental health and treatment are on telehealth platforms. And so, um, even the other night, I, I got on for a, a little nose um, infection that I've got going on, and um, I was in- I knew a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it was at eleven thirty or midnight, and I went through my insurance company. and Telehealth is a free service through my insurance policy, right. and not a lot of people know that. And so that's uh, that's where you can go to find some one-on-one um help from a medication standpoint um with a psychiatrist and those that need substance use disorder treatment we're doing online uh treatment mm-hmm. um, we still have our clients coming in and doing drug testing and alcohol testing we just wait, have them wait in their car until it's time for them to walk in the doors and then right. and then of course i got my gloves and i got my masks and <laughs> um my my sanitizer to make sure. So there are still plenty of resources for those that are struggling and you wouldn't believe how many people are reaching out right now. It, it's not slowing down. Um, I think people are actually sinking deeper into their alcoholism and addiction during this time of physical and for them, social distancing, because isolation is is a big part of addiction. And so It's about breaking out of that, getting them connected to some help and some uh, connections with others. I'm going to
0: tie this up real quick and tie it in and not wrap it up, but tie it in. So Tommy, I can't help but think we need to really challenge the branding of social distancing right now. And right now on the spot in this moment of clarity, because it's physical distancing. And then Jason, Jason, You brought up something else that is, people just are, it's getting worse. They're going further into their depression. How do we aggregate resources like you? How do we aggregate resources? Like my mother, uh, I've shared this with a lot of people in business. I think it applies to recovery as well. as The definition of who you listen to should be those who have been where you are and are where you want to go. Jason, you have been at the bottom of the bottom. You've been facing prison, it sounds like. You spent a year in prison. You were a drug addict. You were a drug addict. But you're also today where most people wanna be, which is an illuminator, an influencer, a faith-based person. So how do we aggregate that information? Uh, That's a question that I'm pondering. And I'm wondering if we do more collaboration like this right here to where we can say, hey, if you have a question for BrickHouse, brick house is available i'm going to share with you what i just uh shared in my notes with tommy my definition of the best way to turn on the light is to hit your knees and fold your hands you want to turn lights on and you brought it up jason faith you want to turn the lights on the mid and you're going through that tunnel if you want to figure out how that switch works put your knees to the ground put your hands together and look up that's how you turn a light on
2: love that Hey, Jason, uh, Troy just said something that made me think, what, what are you doing right now that people could tap into? <clears throat> and We can put it in the link when we get this out. Are you doing any open group sessions? Uh, I gotta tell you, there's a lot of things, we're not gonna get to, we're almost 20, we're almost 30 minutes in today, but, but there are people on all sides of this spectrum from really well-functioning people that are anxious and depressed, to people that probably already had some anxiety and depression that was pretty severe, that is more severe. And then I really, really worry about those people that might be losing control yeah. in relationships, both with their with with anger, with substance abuse. And then you add, I know, I mean, listen, I was the guy in the ER for years when people would come in, right? And so I that's where it ends up, right? You get you get you get trapped, you get alcohol, mm. you get substance abuse, whatever it may be, drugs and alcohol, and then where, where that gets taken out on is everyone around you. And that's usually the ones that, that are your family that love you the most. So if someone's in crisis right now or they have a friend or family member in crisis, what, what is a resource that they could go to directly with you?
1: Uh, the free resources that we've got going, we've got a few thousand people in the recovery movement, Facebook group, great place to find out where there are meetings uh, that are online for any substance use disorder. And if there's a need for just mental health, jump in there and just ask the question you know, where can I find a meeting uh, or help about X? Uh, so that's a free resource as, as far as um, really affordable resources, too. Um, I've got a book that uh, is available as well on Amazon. And that's called Unhooked How to Help an Addicted Loved One Recover. And that Mm. is for family members to go to the top of the learning curve of how to influence the right way, um, as well as an online course for uh, a little bit more of a cost. And then, of course, treatment is usually covered almost entirely by insurance or Medicaid. So um, there are some resources right there, but in the recovery movement, you can get. Just, just find us in there. I'm, I'm there. I'm the admin, and so
2: we'll let you in and, okay. and guide. Okay. So, so recovery, recovery, recovery movement, Facebook. I, I, listen, this wasn't intended to be a huge promotion of your book, but the book's fantastic. I read it. It came out. Was it two years ago, Jace? A, year a year ago. Two years ago. Year ago. Fantastic book. If you have someone in your life that you're trying to help, um, that's awesome. One more thing. I think we ought to say as we're ending this up. If you're worried someone is trapped. If you're worried something's going on and because the part of part of treatment is getting someone aware that they need it and getting them into treatment or joining a Facebook uh, group or something that's going to help pull them out. But during these dark times of, of isolation, as we have, if you're worried about a, a child, uh, a loved one, a spouse that is in a relationship like this, let's make this very clear to everyone. Don't wait. Right? Yeah. Do something. Um I can't tell you some of the most gut wrenching moments of my life of my entire life that I will never, ever, ever get over was working in an emergency room on a Friday night and having a family come in that, you know, you thought, man, do you think, do you think there might be something going on there? And just thinking, nah, there seem like nice people and I'm sure it's all okay. And then on the Saturday night, my next shift, having that child come back in that had been abused. I just, oh, God. it's just something you can't forgive yourself for. So I want you to speak maybe a message to people out there. If there's an intervention that's needed, especially in this time of isolation, if we need to reach out for help, uh, to get to get someone involved, what what are your suggestions there? If, if it's someone that knows there's someone in trouble?
1: Uh, you know, you leave me no choice. I would get my book, I, honestly. And that's not a promotion. I'll- Whatever we got to do to get your book, even if I got to pay for it, I I will. Because um, in there, there's a process to go through where you really begin to recognize where you have control and where you don't and uh, how you influence another human being. And that's not through control and that's not through force. That's through evoking their internal motivation. And we change at the speed of pain usually. Yes, we do it's not about us inflicting pain on pay, on people. It's, it's about allowing them natural consequences. And mm-hmm. so rescuing them from their consequences, coddling them, paying their bills, paying for mm-hmm. their dope or their alcohol. Um, we think we're helping, but really we're just trying to help ourselves and our own fear. And so yeah. it's, it's really yeah. like going through the journey of learning how to be an influencer. And that's, that's more loaded than we have time for right now.
0: Jason, right. will you Much give re- the name re- of the book re- 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 again? What's the name of the book again?
2: Unhooked. 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 one recovery.
0: Okay, got it.
2: Hey, hey, Jason, but what you just said for our listeners, uh, we change at the speed of pain. Some of that pain may be facing a consequence by either calling the police, calling Health and Human Services, Child Protective Services. I mean- There are loved ones that are put in this situation where they're worried something might be going on, but they don't want to offend. They don't want to create problems. They don't want to make a situation worse. Uh, I would just tell anyone out there, if if you have worries, do something because you don't want the regret of not doing something. And sometimes uh, the fear of making something worse for someone or making them go through more pain when they're already feeling pain, you just have to always err on the side of, of being careful and notifying the authorities making sure that you're doing what you can and, and, and no regrets there everybody. and everybody. And, you know, there's not a lot of those situations out there, but there's probably more than we think there are. And so I, I would yeah. just say err on the side of caution. Know that the pain is going to cause that person to grow, but you cannot err on the side of, of under-reporting or under-getting someone involved. So You can't or- at all.
0: It, it's so important what Tommy and what Jason and everyone's saying, including myself, is it, it, you would rather be embarrassed and wrong versus unspoken and right. Because yeah. speak up. And I'm going to share this, Tommy, even though we tease and joke about it, we had a gentleman come and approach us. Tommy and I were sitting in a vehicle having a conversation, forgot that we had pulled over on the side of the road. And the guy was very nice. He just came up and said, Hey, what are you guys doing here? What's going on? Bit of an embarrassment, sure. But at least the guy checked. He saw something and said something. Uh, ended up being a good friend now. And my neighbor, brand new neighbor, And he just didn't recognize our vehicle, but he did the right thing. It's the same thing in, when you think like Tommy, you're talking about in the emergency room, maybe should I, could I, what do I do? Hey, the next day someone shows up, you'd rather be embarrassed and wrong versus unspoken and right.
2: Correct. Okay. Jason, let's wrap this up. Give us some, give us some, uh, give us some good news, man. Give us a, let's end with, let's end on a real positive here for everyone. Um, you know, pump us up on the way out. Well, (laughs) I don't know how to
1: to be any more positive than just sharing that I'm witnessing recovery and I'm witnessing people change right before my eyes, even in this situation. And so it's not like the sunlight of the spirit has shut off just because there's a pandemic or uh, people are changing and not progressing and growing along physical, emotional, and spiritual lines, just because this is going on. If anything, I think a lot of people are taking it more serious. And so it's, uh, it's pretty amazing to watch some of the insights that people are, are experiencing. So not recovery is not only possible, but it's happening. It's probable. It's just a matter of saying, you know what, I need someone to guide me to learn how. Life, 'Cause I'm not figuring it out on my
0: own. Man that's awesome. Fantastic. You guys, uh everybody that is listening, everybody that's watching, uh, we want to give a big shout out and thanks to Jason Combs, the book Unhooked, uh, how to help an addict loved one recover uh is uh posted on the podcast right now. You guys should be able to see it. Uh and just thank you so much for the good news and sharing the light and the love. That's inspired oh, excellence, everybody.
2: Love you, brother. Thanks for doing the good work. We'll see you. Hey, love you guys too. Thank you.
1: Take care.
0: You've been listening to the Inspire Excellence Podcast. We invite you to find something that inspires you this week. Join us again for our next episode.